Hey there, this is Terry Cowley, weekday breakfast presenter on 1FM Shepparton. Thanks for checking out this podcast. It was recorded live as part of The Brecky Show, which you can catch 6 to 9am, Monday to Friday. Now it's time to drop around to Cozzy's Corner. Indeed, we are dropping around to Cozzy's Corner for the last time. I'm just crying here, Roman. Uh, good morning, Terry, and good morning, listeners. And uh, I was just looking, it's nine degrees at the moment. I think I'll stay inside for a little while. Yeah. Yeah, look, Terry, I've decided to hang up the boots with this particular segment. Um, I've done about 170 plus of them. and uh, That's very impressive. It's a couple of hours work for each one. And, um, oh, gee, sometimes I just struggle to find the time to, to do them on the Sunday afternoon. So. I don't blame you wanting to have a sleep in on a Monday morning. <laughs> yeah, and also there's the 6.45 uh, when I get myself ready in the morning uh, and sort of revise everything to make sure I've got it in my head correctly. So, uh, yeah, I won't... Uh, Sleeping until 7.30 won't, uh, won't do me any harm, Tess. But we will be hearing you on 1FM from time to time on a continuing basis, I hope. Yes, I'm, I'm, at the moment I'm not doing a regular show because I just find the travel and all of it just a little bit too much for the one day. But I'm doing one hour, two hour type shows for uh, for Josh. Uh, you know, sort of fill in shows, pre-recorded and I've done probably 25 to 30 of those for him by now. Uh, and I'll continue doing some more of those during the year. And, um, yeah, keep in touch. Well, thank you for your contribution over certainly the time I've been doing it. And, of course, before that, we've covered so many different things. We've covered, um, we've really had a nostalgic look back at so many TV shows, movies, artists. What have been some of your favourites, Roman? Oh, well, I'm, I started with Peter D with this and um, <clears throat> and strange, you know, I was surprised only a couple of weeks ago to see that I've been doing this for about two years. Uh, but uh, look, I really loved um, researching shows that I grew up with, uh, you know, like the Beverly Hillbillies, Bonanza. Uh, my children grew up with a country practice, um, <clears throat> you know, going through the history of, show- of actors like Clint Eastwood, uh, favourite shows like F Troop, Gilligan's Island, gosh, Lost in Space. I was always uh, surprised with Lost in Space to uh, to read that there was a guy who actually did a sort of a, a, a model of the ship in his backyard and he found out that um, well, he believed that the two young people in the show actually were sharing bedrooms because he'd, he'd worked out um, all the entrances from... Shock you know, horror. <laughs> <laughs> this, is going back, this is going back a fair way, so shock horror, yeah, it was always that. Now, I'll tell you another big surprise, real big surprise to me, was the, the career of Tony Basil, uh, who's known for that song, Mickey. I didn't realise. I thought she was just a one-hit wonder, but she has done so many things in theatre and, and back, uh, you know, production type of uh, stuff over the years. I was really, really surprised by her. I think it just uh, goes to show, uh, Roman, that we all do have a backstory, don't we? Well, we certainly do. Uh, if you want to know my quick backstory with trivia, um, when I was uh, when we got TV in about 1962, I was absolutely smitten, and I would watch TV all day long on the weekend. Believe me when I say all day long, I mean all day, from six till midnight. Uh, I used to love it. And at one stage, I had over a thousand index cards. I was only 15 at the time on character actors. I, for some reason, like character actors. Um, that led to um, <clears throat> to me doing some trivia with some mates in the, in a pub, uh, where I would you know they would put twenty cents down and I would ask questions and 
finally when someone thought they had a chance of winning, they'd uh, put a bet in and, uh, you know, that sort of started. And then, of course, that led to me running uh, bigger trivia nights and a couple around the place. Um, I, I actually run a fortnightly one here in Euroa. Uh, which I really thoroughly enjoy. If people, if people want to join in on that, give us the details, Roman. Oh, well, we run it at the um, Third Age Club. Unfortunately, we've been flooded out a bit and the Third Age Club's going to be going through a huge renovation <coughs> over the next few months. Um, but I was running it every uh, second Wednesday night. We, um, we had one the other night and we had 38 people there, which on a Wednesday night... That's a, uh, that's a good turnout. Yeah, look, they love the questions because I, I do the questions. They're suited to the age group. Uh, so, you know, like any it's sort of nostalgia-type questions. Can you can you give me one and see if I can get it? Oh, <laughs> no, no. Putting you on the I spot now. The, the odd ones, there's so many of them, it's just, it's just all over the place. But um, the only sort of generic questions I do are really broad questions and, I, you know, they don't have to know Ed Sheeran's latest songs, that sort of stuff, you know? Yeah, I wouldn't have thought so. No, no, true enough. Um, and I end up doing, uh, end up, I'm also doing some uh, uh, trivia afternoons for the View Club, which uh, Susie's president of uh, in Shepparton there. I did one at the Lifestyle Village a couple of Sundays ago and we raised 600 bucks for, uh, for the View Club, which is uh, affiliated with the... Uh, uh, the Smith family, and via that money that's raised, um, you know, we're able to help pay for the school books for some disadvantaged kids. That's great. So people can yeah, not only yeah. hear you on the airwaves, they can catch you around the place as well, Roman. <laughs> well, yeah, various places. Uh, see, see the face behind the voice. Yeah, that's a, I actually met a guy the other day at the hub in uh, in town who was um, advertising something he's doing in Violet Town, and he said, oh, finally. He, <laughs> he goes the face to the voice. I said, well, sorry about the disappointment there, buddy. And I was going to say, I was going to say, no doubt he was taken by your stunning looks. Thank you. Thank you, Jerry. <laughs> the 50 bucks will be in the mail very shortly. <laughs> uh, look, along the path, I've also done a bit of editing of books. I'm actually editing a series of books at the moment for a guy here in um, Euroa, Ron Lees, about the history of the Australian postal system uh, England to Australia and, you know, Australia going back to England. And I'm currently the book I just finished editing for him actually yesterday afternoon has to do with the wartime issues of um, the postal history. And, by Joe's, when you read the, the, the stories and the courage of some of those people who started delivering mail back in 1918, 1920, gosh, they were flying planes that were virtually made of, uh, like, balsa wood or, you know, paper mache or something through mountains and through areas where they didn't even didn't even know where they were going sometimes. It was it, that it's interesting that that uh, concept of airmail used to be, even when I was in England in the sort of 80s, 90s, airmail yeah. was a thing. You don't hear that term anymore. No, I actually asked a question the other night. What's the two French words for um, sending a letter by airmail? Par avion. Very good. That's <laughs> <laughs> one you got the other night. I couldn't resist. Yeah, so that was one of the questions I asked the other night. Yeah, look, it's fascinating reading about these guys. Gosh, you know, you talk about courage and the courage of some of those guys in the early days was uh, extraordinary. So, I've um, oh, look, I've edited a racing horse racing book for a guy called Jeffrey Hudson, who I know quite well. Uh, he's, he's a horse watcher. He watches the horses in the uh, mounting yard before they go out onto the track. I've edited his book. Uh, Phil Galotta, uh, some people would know through the Blue Echoes, a band that played uh, quite well known around the Melbourne scene and Country Victoria in the 70s. I've edited his book. And um, as I said, I'm doing Ron's at the moment. 
Oh, what else have I done? Um, at the moment, I'm uh, really enjoying my my betting, my personal betting. I've had a terrific year this year, and um, I'm going quite well in it. And I intend to expand a little bit on that next year. So we'll uh, we'll see where that leads. Well, good luck with it, with that. Perhaps yeah, you can. Well, uh, yeah, you have to give us a tip occasionally. <laughs> oh, I think the big look. People ask me about the punt quite often because I know I used to write for a horse racing magazine. Uh, for about 14 years on how to improve your punting, you know, because uh, uh, I've sort of been doing it since uh, 1967, so it's been a few years gone by and I've learned a few things over those years, as you do, over, you know, when you cover that time period. And I keep saying to people the best way um, to give yourself a chance of at least breaking squares to back favourites, uh, that... I know, but that's so boring. I never backed a favourite. <laughs> yeah, well, you see, but that's why most people lose. Um, if you back favourites, look, I, I download the fields every day from a database and put it into my own database. <clears throat> and if you backed every favourite over the course of a year, you lose only 7.6 cents in the dollar. But if you're backing 15 to 1 chance, you lose double that plus more. Uh, and, but but and it's it, just so much more interesting when they actually if they actually do come home. <laughs> well, that's it, you see, and that's the reason why most punters look. Punters really mostly lose for, because they're greedy. Um, if you're sensible with your punting, you shouldn't lose any more than about seven or eight cents in the dollar. Uh, but you know, when you hear of people, um, uh, you know, losing houses and all sorts. Well, of that's things. yeah, that's that's obviously a real uh, gambling problem. Clearly, yeah, and, and that of course flows down into the pokies, as we all know. Yeah, uh, very sad. It comes, it comes down to greed, basically. I think in the finish. Um, uh, but uh, yeah, if you're punting on favourites, you're only going to lose about seven or eight cents in the dollar. And then if you bet on the really good favourites, you've got an excellent chance of winning. There you uh, go. So, so you have got plenty to keep you busy. It's just, it's a wonder you fit us in at all, Roman. Well, that, that was the problem. <laughs> Uh, with the editing and um, all this other little bits and pieces that I want to do next year, because uh, there's a couple other little plans around, but we won't worry about them at the moment. Um, I, I had to make a decision, and the decision was I had to let you go. I'm sorry. <laughs> well, I'll just have to, you know, cry off into the sunset about that one. But well, I'm, um, sure you'll I'm pleased that you will be sticking around and that we will see, hear you on the airwaves and we'll also possibly see you in person uh, doing a trivia night somewhere. Um, I'm sure, and look forward to hearing about all your book projects as well. And now you've chosen to go out on Ricky Nelson, Poor Little Phil, Fool, one of your favourite songs? Well, I'd say it's my it's the song that I like singing along with the most because he, Ricky Nelson's got a sort of a nasally voice, a little bit like mine, and um, I do a half reasonable version of singing along with him, I think. So um, that's the song that I've, I've chosen. Oh. So. My swan song, so Sh- to speak. Should we leave the line open for you to sing with him? <laughs> <laughs> Don't do that to the listeners. All right. Some of the ones driving cars will drive off the road into the trees. Some will listen to me singing. Um, I have done a few. Uh, I have done a few sings, you know, in public, and uh, oh, the look on the crowd's not pleasing, you know. <laughs> oh, I'm sure you're exaggerating. Well, thank you very much for your time, Roman. Your contribution to the program is much appreciated and much enjoyed by listeners and. Uh, we will catch you down the track. Uh, well, I'll probably see you at the Christmas dinner, will I? <laughs> yes. And well, you I'll enjoy Ricky now. Turn it up and sing along. <laughs> Bye, all. And we'll catch you somewhere down the track. Thanks, Roman. Bye, all.
You've been listening to a 1FM podcast.